Hello, everybody. Welcome to HB After Dark, your off-topic monthly podcast from Handsome Phantom. I'm here with Ben, of course. Hello. And from uh, the great white north, we have our pal Dave. What's up, dude? Howdy. How are you now? Good to be here. Welcome back <laughs> to the show. Now, Dave, we were teasing on the HB podcast this, and we said that Dave was the one who introduced us all to the... Uh, <laughs> The idea of displacement. And so you've got a lot to live up to with Backed this episode. By popular demand, right. actually. As soon as I was asked to be on today, I thought, fuck, I can't one-up that. What am I going to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> so the, the the listeners can't see it, Dave, but you're like, are you in like the front entrance of your living quarters? Like right in, right, it looks like you're right inside the front door where you're sitting. Yeah, that's exactly where I am. Like, you know, okay. with most cookie cutter condos, how there's like a den and it's usually right beside the front door. Uh-huh. That's exactly where I'm sitting right now. Okay. So, All right. Yeah. If somebody cool. breaks in, um, you're the first one to die. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll be live because we're, we're, we are capturing this on video. So someone will see it. <laughs> I'll be mm, dead. Right. But right. There's your yeah. evidence. Yeah. Right. We could at least identify plot twist. It's your fiance. <laughs> oh shit! Damn. So Dave, what's up, man? I feel like it's well. I know you and Ben have like weekly, you know, romantic almost, talks, almost daily, honestly, daily romantic talks. But I feel like I haven't talked to you in a while. So, so what's up? Yeah, not much. I I feel like uh, life is slowly getting back to normal. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm also kind of getting used to just staying at home and and not really seeing friends as much. And then uh, our, our bag of dicks friend Phil is posting pictures <laughs> from Florida. Can this be the fuck Phil episode? Because, man, screw that guy. Yeah. For real. <laughs> yeah. Dude, his picture that he posted today was like a resort. Well, I'm trying to remember what it was. It was, I think, it was lavish. I remember that. Yeah, he's, he's on like Cancun or something. I don't know. Damn. Actually, I think he's in Florida, but. Same thing. Yeah. yeah. So I wish Honestly, though, there's part of me that's just like, I kind of just want to fly somewhere warm that has a patio and sit on the patio outside. Not I don't need to go do anything. I just want to be somewhere where it's warm and I don't want to like actively kill myself. Yeah. yeah. Actively. <laughs> like, uh, by that, I mean, like here I'm passively killing myself by like, you know, having no exposure to sunlight and the, the weather's terrible and it makes you hate life more. And then you're like, maybe I should eat Thai food for the sixth time this month. And, you know, like that's passively killing yourself there. I'm talking about actively killing yourself. Like, you know, you know what actively. Sure. So if I was somewhere where it was warm, maybe I would have less of those, te- those, those passive tendencies, you know? True. Yeah. True. Yeah. But man, it, it's funny. I've been thinking about on my, I never post on Facebook at all anymore, but. About a year ago, I posted about our PAX panel. And so our the last time I saw you, Dave, was, was just just over one year ago now at PAX. It feels like a it feels like it was yesterday and a million years ago at the same time. Yeah, and, and everything that's happened in the last twelve months. But no, I, I was thinking about that all through the weekend is like what we were doing last week. And even a lot of people were posting pictures online of of them a year ago in Boston and just seeing the thousands of people in that in that convention center and being like, wow, we were there. And one, none of us got sick. And two, how much changed like the week after that? Like it's absolutely insane to wrap your mind around that. But right. uh, yeah, no, well, I, I, I'm definitely with Ben. Like I just, I, I want to feel normal and go do something like that. <laughs> but uh, just get on a plane to anywhere. It doesn't matter. But uh, well, their tickets are like $37. I think they pay you at this point. Yeah, it's just a fly. It's just a canned good. Just one yeah. canned good gets you on the plane. <laughs> Damn. Oh. Yeah, I, I remember like it's weird. I have a very specific memory of sitting on that couch in our Airbnb and seeing like, oh, they canceled GDC. That's kind of crazy. Little did we know at the time yeah. that, you know, that would be the first of many. I'm sure if you went back to the podcast episode where we talked about Sony pulling out of PAX East and some of the things we said, it would be very oh cringe now, like knowing what we know now. Obviously, at the time we were like, eh, I don't know. At the time, we were probably like, these idiots, they're just, they're, they're just making excuses because they don't have anything to show or something dumb like that, we would have said. But yeah. I don't know. 
yeah, it is what it is now and move forward. Dave, what's the first thing when they open, let's say life is a hundred percent back to normal. They open everything up. What are you doing? What's the first thing you're doing? Um, I'm having a draft beer on a patio. Nice. Mm. And you, you can technically do that now, but it's really weird and it's still kind of cold outside, but, um, yeah, I can literally walk across the street, um, and do that and that will make me feel normal again. So I think we're getting close. So hopefully I can do that. Um, stretch goal. Uh, maybe, you know, we could have another handsome fan and picnic or something, but, uh, oh, we'll start shit. baby steps. Um, but, uh, yeah, I also would like to get married. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've tried. Th- we, we were on a third wedding date now, so that'll be something we try to knock off as soon as we can. So, um, when's the, when's the actual date now? It is, uh, August 16th. It's a Friday in August. I know. Well, that's fine. It's, it's August. So, so we're saying everything's got to be fixed at least enough to have a wedding Yeah. by August. Yeah. Guaranteed. And you're, I mean, you're in Toronto, so like it's a little more under control there than some parts of the world. Yeah. But I feel like things are a lot stricter here. Um, yeah. and they're trying to be cautious. I don't know if it's really working, but. Um, we could go back into a lockdown anytime, but I, right. I don't know. It seems like Dude. you guys are going to be vaccinated a lot quicker than us. That's for sure. Oh, okay. One of our fucking states is a hundred percent open as of today. Oh, is Texas. Oh, oh yeah. I heard about yeah. that. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. I don't crazy. think that's indicative of anything though. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not at all. I yeah. still read that and I felt hopeful. I don't know about you right. guys. I know it's Texas and I think Mississippi was the other one, but, um, I felt good when I saw that. Right. Yeah. Ben and I were talking about, I don't know. It's, it's weird because as soon as you start talking about it, it becomes political in nature, but I'm going to try to keep it Mm non-political in that what I said to Ben, I was like, I really hope this Texas thing works out, even though my gut reaction is that it's, it's somewhat irresponsible for sure, because it's a hundred percent. You can have a concert. 50,000 people tomorrow in Texas, if you wanted. And I'm like, that seems that doesn't seem right. But I'm also like, yeah, we got to open businesses back up, let people have the personal decision on what they want to do. We got to, you know, we can't stay locked down forever. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm pro uh, personal responsibility, but I'm also like, maybe don't have a concert. Or maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe take it easy. Yeah. Maybe not a hundred percent right off the bat was the way to go. Yeah. So I don't know though. I'm just an idiot that, is talking into a microphone right I'm just on the a, internet right now. I'm just now. a guy in love with a girl. So wasn't that you know, something like that? I'm in love with something. Have you guys Maybe you. just just before um we we move off uh restrictions and all that kind of stuff. I'm just curious. Have you guys got those uh arrows on the on the floors in your grocery stores? Uh-huh. Yes. Are people still using them or are they being actively Oh, no. oh okay. No, no. We live in... Dave, you've been here before. You know the part of the country we live in. Arrows are still too complicated for people <laughs> to figure out. And I'm like, I'm like, guys, why did it take literally a global pandemic for us to figure out this was a good idea? Like, they've been doing this in Aldi for years. Oh, really? But, wow. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. that They didn't actually have them, like, as bold and bright on the floor, but there was still, like, a... There wasn't necessarily arrows or anything. It was just like the way they had their stores situated. You could only walk down them. Like you, ha- when you walked in, you basically, like if you forgot something at the beginning of the store, you're screwed. You got to go out and start again. Right. And I'm like, why did it take this for us to figure this out? Because this is a really good idea just so I don't have to be near people. Mm-hmm. I don't need, you know, it's not even about health at this point for me. It's like, just, just stay in your lane <laughs> in the right direction so we can be further apart from each other. Mm-hmm. What about there? Still, yeah, still well, we have it, and I think I'm the last person in Canada who's actually following these things. Well, it's me and the old people because old people love this stuff. Uh-huh. Um, it's a reason for them to be passive aggressively um, mean to people because they're mm-hmm. you know there's an arrow right there, and the young people they aren't following it. But I don't know. I just I see these things every day, and I I uh, you know I follow the rules because I'm a good guy, and I see a lot of people not doing it, okay. and I think well well you know, maybe I should stop following the rules, but then I'm just as bad as those people. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of like when you're speed, when you, when you're like obeying the speed limit and other people around you are speeding, you're like, maybe I could go up like five more miles an hour. Yeah. Maybe that'd be fine. Then you're part of the problem. Then you're, then you, then you encourage the next guy to speed up a little bit. Dude on, 
What's the highway that uh, is like from Cranberry to Pittsburgh? It doesn't matter. Anyway, <laughs> on that specific highway during peak, like going home hours. That was like one of those moments where there's like a 75 year old dude who's like, now what was their name? And they'd spend 10 minutes trying to figure out the guy's name that has already been dead longer than you've been alive. Right. That, that was one of those moments. And I it wasn't important to the story yeah. at all. You did. No. But <laughs> I remember driving on that highway when I would come home from my internship People were going like everyone was going 20 to 30 miles over the speed limit. Oh, yeah. And it was like, if you're not speeding that fast, then you are pissing everyone off. Yeah. If you're going 10 over, you're pissing people off. Right. It's like the mob mentality of the road. Are you are, are you guys like speeders? Do you do you go fast or do you tend to stay within the confines of the law? No. Uh, so where I live, southern Ontario is synonymous throughout Canada where it's like if you're not doing 20 kilometers an hour over the speed limit, then um, you're going way too slow. And I, I'm i also a slow driver. Well, slow in that I do the speed limit. But um, right. yeah, it's we have people from other parts of Canada come here and they're just like, you cannot drive the speed limit here. It just doesn't work. Right. So. Hmm. In my in my younger years and not that I'm that old now, but I would I was I would fly. And I mean, part of it now is that like I don't really go that many places where I even have enough of a road to get going that fast. But I used to like, you know, hit 80 on a 25 mile an hour back road because I was an idiot, not because I was like trying to speed or just I was just like, just, you know, just drive as fast as you feel like you can handle it and get where you need to go. And now I'm very much like I'll look down and I'm like, I'm driving 10 under and I didn't even mean to. It's weird. What hmm. changed? Did you, was there an accident or did you just. No. Or you're no, not in no, a hurry I, anymore. That might be it. <laughs> I'm not trying to make it to school before the bell goes off or, you know, get to the girlfriend's house before. Well, just get to the girlfriend's house, honestly. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what changed. It's, it wasn't a conscious flip. Never had a speeding ticket. Never, I don't even think I've ever been pulled over. Maybe once for a taillight, but. Right. I was pulled over once because a cop thought I was stealing the car I just bought. I literally was accused and frisked for stealing a car one time, but it was because it was the same model car. And they like pulled me out of the car and threw me up against the car. And then they were like, oh, sorry, you're good. You can go ahead. And I'm like, did they manhandle you? Like throw you like where they. Yes. Damn. And I know the guy now that did it. But I was on my I was I literally had an excuse because I was on my way to a date. I was going to pick up a girl to take her to movies and I was late and I was like, you're not going to believe this story, <laughs> but I just got, I just got pulled over and frisked for, uh, for stealing a car. She's like, you stole a car. I was like, no. So wait a second, Dustin, did you have to talk yourself out of, or how did you convince the officer that this was not the car they were looking for? So here, here's what happened. I was buying this car from one of my dad's friends and it was in kind of like a, a rougher suburb of Pittsburgh. And anyway, we, we bought the car from them and then we decided we wanted to go to this like video game store that wasn't far away. And we came back. One of us hopped out me and I got in the, the car we bought and we started driving and the police started following us, which I thought was odd, but whatever. And eventually they they pulled me over and they asked for my license and registration. I was like, well, here's my license and here's the documentation that I literally just got for buying this car like within the hour. And uh, that was about it. It's not a very interesting story, but they were clearly, um, I don't know, they, they thought I was I was jumping the car and, and taking it. But they were cool. But apparently those the police in that area are kind of shitty. But hmm. surprise, surprise. Pittsburgh area, man. Dude, my dad got pulled over for some dumb shit in Pittsburgh, too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Is there a thing about Pittsburgh police officers? Am well, I burning an entire... Uh, workforce right now i don't think there's a thing specific about it but i think i don't know it's hard to it's it's hard to get into this subject also without any kind of <laughs> any anything really you're, you're kind of biased well i'm a little biased too but i just think that there's a lot of reasons for for police officers to act the way they act and then there's a whole lot of reasons for them not to act like they act sure. and it's hard to know what all is happening in that day like you know, maybe they're actively looking for somebody, so they're being more aggressive about pulling people over. Or maybe, yeah, I, you know, it's just, it's hard to say. Anecdotally, um, 
I, uh, we all know police officers and, uh, I went to school with quite a few and, um, listening to some of the guys that I grew up with who, um, eventually became police officers talk about certain subjects kind of concerns me that they of all people became police officers. Mm -hmm. Um, and even having conversations with some of them after they, you know, started becoming or, or actively been caught, I'm, I'm all concerned and I, I have, again, it's anecdotal, but I, I haven't met, um, many level-headed cops, unfortunately. Uh, I know they're out there. I've, I've probably come across them, but just, I don't know. Hmm. So it's really interesting because our, our local police and I was in the police station one day for those who aren't aware, I'm the mayor of our town. So that's my job is to like oversee them. And, um, I have a chief who does the actual work. I just, you know, talk to him sometimes but i was in the station one time and they came back and i was like well what's going on today guys and they're like oh nothing kind of a slow day this and that and i was like oh, okay and one of the younger guys comes in this was a guy who'd been on the force for a while one of the younger guy comes in and goes what do you mean it's a slow day we literally just got the largest heroin bust we've ever had in the city i was like he goes oh yeah that happened we got a gun too and i was like excuse me that was a, like that was a small news story for you i don't know i am but it was good, you know. Less heroin on the streets always a nice thing. You would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> just he's like, yeah, not much. Side of a slow day, and the other guy's like, what? You know, been around for six months, and that was the craziest thing he'd ever experienced. So I can understand it. Yeah. Well, I did have something I wanted to ask you guys about. I don't know. This might be a total flop for after dark topic. Let's do it. But I want to pitch it to you guys. Well, first of all, Dave. Yeah. Are you a fan of the Muppets? Yeah, I like the Muppets. Okay. The other day, he almost seemed offended that you would even ask that. <laughs> Some people fucking hate yeah. the Muppets, I don't and know. I don't get it. I've never met them. anyone who hates the Muppets. You need no. better friends, Dustin. Well, I I don't even remember who it was. Someone once they were like, "Yeah, I think the Muppets are kind of weird. It's kind of creepy." I'm like what? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. So anyway, I've been thinking a lot about the Muppets lately because I was watching on YouTube. There's a great documentary series from Defunct Land about Jim Henson. And uh, they also just put the Muppet Show on Disney Plus, and it, made, it started to get me thinking as watch, watching this documentary. I'm like, what is the Muppets timeline? Mm -hmm. Okay, because you have the the Muppet movie, which is like the origin. At the end of the Muppet movie, it kind of sets up the Muppet Show, and then you know pr proceeds from there. What you're asking is, where do Muppets come from? No, okay. this goes deeper than that. Okay, because then I watch Muppets from Space. And in Muppets from Space, it clearly takes place after all these other events. But there are people in the movie who don't know who like who Kermit is. Right. I'm like, so is this take place after the Muppet show or is this a separate Are the Muppets playing characters like they do in Muppet Treasure Island mm. and and uh, Muppet. But they're playing themselves sort of like, um, you know, a movie star might cameo in a movie as themselves, right. but they're playing a role as themselves. Bill Murray is known for that. Right. He plays himself, but not really himself. Right. And then and so, like everybody on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly that. So I got to thinking about this more on a deeper level. And I watched some interviews that Jim Henson did when he would bring out Kermit. And this Kermit would talk about how his relationship with Miss Piggy was purely for the camera. Uh -huh. And I'm like, okay, is this another level of Muppet meta that we have? We have Kermit. That's the real life that, that interacts with talk show hosts that then plays a character that is Kermit, the creator of the Muppet show, who then that Muppet, that Kermit plays a character of, I don't know, uh, a character on Muppet Treasure Island, the, the captain. Right. How many levels of Muppet meta are there? We just got some downright Muppetry here. We have to establish this Muppet canon. That's what we're trying to do right now, right? All I got to say, guys, is I was very intoxicated <laughs> when I thought about this. <laughs> and it's been weighing on me very heavily ever since. I think you're, you're onto something there because you have, you have the... Although I don't know if some of the Muppets know that they're playing characters. They just, they're just like, hey, we're going we're gonna to cast our dumb friend in this because he won't realize that it's a, a show and it'll just fit his personality perfectly. Right. You know. And then if you even if you bring into account uh the Jason Segal new Muppet movie, that completely fucks everything up right. even further. Right. 
I just don't know what to do about this. I don't know. I don't know how to process this. I don't know. I don't know what to, what to take of it. What you're saying is Kermit is an actor. And so the Kermit we see on talk shows is Kermit. That's Kermit Prime. That's Kermit Prime. Yes. And then... <laughs> see, I was going to be able to maintain this line of talking without <laughs> before you laughed without <laughs> laughing. No, but serious. Yes. And then, so when you go into shows like, you know, the, the Muppet Show, he's, he's Kermit Prime playing Kermit 2. Yes. And then when he's on Muppet Treasure Island, it's Kermit 2, the actor, playing Pirate Kermit. Right. But. But then ugh. we bring in Muppets from space yeah. where people weren't aware of the Muppets like they were like they were celebrities. But Muppets from space is a is a movie within the meta. I think there's a Muppet multiverse. There has oh, to be. You never I never thought of that. Seriously, this has been this has been weighing on me heavily. And here's the thing. I actually legitimately maybe I'm 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 blowing my the the lead here because mm-hmm. i was like this would actually maybe be a really interesting youtube video yeah <laughs> because there's there's videos of people that deeply analyze like the lore of of mario which yes. clearly doesn't make sense it was never intended to have a lore you ever really see the, the super mario brothers super show oh hell yeah from the the 80s 90s oh yeah um it's like part live action part cartoon they got in certain parts of it, there's like the the trailers for Zelda. Yeah, and they do the dance at the end. Of Everyone do the Mario. Right. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the theme song. That's good shit. Well, I was recently looking it up on IMDb. I found out the actors that played Mario and Luigi died. I mean, I should have assumed they did because they were already kind of getting up there when that show aired. And then, you know, it's been 40 years since then or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, it's kind of sad to know that Mario and Luigi are dead. Yeah. And then I mentioned to my wife... That, that those actors died and my five-year-old was around and then for the next couple of days he was like saying that mario died and we didn't know why and he's like the guy on the show you said he died that's mario and i'm like no oh, buddy that's not Mar- that's a guy playing mario it's kind of the same thing as the sure Bubbles. you know i do i just enjoy to i don't know there's there's a weird pleasure i get in over analyzing things that aren't meant to be analyzed mm-hmm. for example in bowser's fury the new mario game mm-hmm Bowser Jr., he's in there. He talks about Bowser being his dad. Right. I'm like, well, this means if Bowser is his dad, there's one of two things. Either Bowser adopted him. Right. Or Which, Bowser how, fucked. How, how would Bowser have adopted somebody in his same species? In his image. That was exactly like him. You know, that's True. pretty unlikely. Also, and then you think about it. Bowser's trying to capture Peach. Why? His wife left him because all the spikes. For the booty? Is is. Bowser, a sexual predator. <laughs> Why does he want to capture her? What is it? Because is this like a, a feudal thing that she's a princess? He's King Koopa. He wants control of the Mushroom Kingdom. If he captures her, he can capture the Mushroom Kingdom and make it his own kingdom. Or is he just out? Is he a rapist? Maybe it's like uh, what, what was that game? Braid, where it turned out the whole oh. time that the the. Oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> hit 15 hit fifteen to 30 seconds if you don't want to know the ending of Braid, because it's really good. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to say it now. Is it okay we said spoiler alert? Let's just say it. Yeah, okay. Skip so maybe, 30 seconds. Maybe Peach wants it. Oh. Oh. That's not what I thought you were going to say. You think she's just playing coy? Yeah. Well, maybe, no, maybe she's going after Bowser. Like, she, um, she's down with the dragon schlong, and she's... Oh. So maybe... Mario's, Mario is just simping. Well, and she's sort of playing oh, wow. into it a bit. Well, no, because sometimes she screams for help, like, you know, help. help yeah, well, you got to put on a show. Well, maybe she's just trying to preserve his feelings. Like, I had this girl in high school that, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, she would always, like, lead me on, but really she was interested in this other guy. So, I mean, that's possible. Right. Yeah, that's just. I call that there, There's theories about. Uh, about Peach having Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. You know, yeah. that she, this is like a, a thing. This is like a kink or Stockholm, in, Stockholm syndrome, or she's already romantically involved with Bowser. She enjoys the fantasy of being abducted, you know, and being saved. See, we always give Bowser, you know, a, a bad rap, but what if he's just trying to rescue 
the woman he thought was they were in love. And like over time, she's grown tired of his antics and his fire and his spikes. But he's just trying to get his wife back. What if Peach is actually mentally unstable and Bowser's the only sane one there? Mm. And Mario doesn't know because he's listening to this crazy woman. Yeah, right. it could be a multiple personality thing or, right. or something. Um, Clearly, you know, they've been friendly with Bowser. They're, they're, they're racing, mm-hmm. playing tennis. <laughs> playing golf. <laughs> Hell, they're going golfing. So there's more to this relationship that we don't know. Okay, wait, now just something else entered in my head. Have Mario and Peach ever been an item? Like, are they a thing? Or is Mario just this do-good plumber <laughs> that feels the need to be the, the hero in the situation? Well, something to consider here. Mario has an X. Mario has a canon Cano- Canonically, X. yes, yeah. And her name is Pauline. Right. Who was the girl that he was saving in Donkey Kong, who eventually came back in not only Mario versus Donkey Kong, the series, but also in Mario Odyssey. Right. No longer an item at that point. Well, no, what's up with the, what's up with Toad? He's just like, Mario, do something about this. And just hangs out throwing his, throwing his stupid hands in the air. Guys, we got to acknowledge the fact as much as we love Toad, he's a fucking idiot. He is Toad, an idiot. Toad is the, uh, the single friend always trying to give you advice, but he's never been in a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah. Well, these are things to ponder. I want I want everybody to think about this and write in for, for next month's episode. Yeah, that's. And, and, I mean, obviously we're joking around, but to take this on a more serious note, this is a problem that I have in almost everything that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. That's not meant to be thought about or analyzed. That, mm-hmm. like, I'll watch movies. I'm like, well, that that doesn't make sense. It's like, sh- stop. Yeah. Just just enjoy it. I'm, for what it is. I'm not. Uh, I'm not as deep into uh, the Muppets as you guys are, but I, I do really like the idea of, of actually doing a YouTube video, trying to stitch this stuff together. Did you guys ever watch the game or, or um, I think it was called timeline on game trailers where no. they would do like a oh, big yeah. long video about like, you know, how all the different games of the Zelda series fit in. Um, yeah. I could see you doing something like that for the Muppets, which right. would be cool. Very cool. Dude. I'm t- well, <laughs> It's I'm actually being serious in the fact that I have thought about this a lot because I've seen those interviews and Kermit like one of the jokes. Someone's like, how's uh, how's your how's your love life going? And Kermit's like, you you're asking me about my sex life. I work on Sesame Street <laughs> is is what that's what Jim Henson had him say live. Literally, Kermit said, you're asking me about my sex life. Right. Which low key trivia about the Muppets. The first the original version of the Muppet show was called sex and violence. It's called the Muppets sex and violence. There was no sex or, well, I'm sure there was Muppet related violence, but they specifically like called it that. So it wouldn't be for For kids, kids. even though it wasn't offensive, but it's just such a weird, weird name. There was something else recently that one of these kind of rabbit holes that you were talking to me about how you were thinking about it and you just couldn't get it out of your brain. I can't remember what it was. Maybe it was about the Muppets. I'm not sure. Mm. There's a lot of rabbit holes out there. I like to I like to dive deep in these things when you can. I went through a period of time where I didn't really understand Fraggle Rock. And I know you told me you're not a, a big Fraggle Rock guy. Never seen a full episode. Okay. But once you really dive into Fraggle Rock, you're like, this is both brilliant and really messed up at the same time. Isn't there a lot of like, because there's the Fraggles, uh-huh. and then there's the humans, yeah, and then there's the little workers, right? And then there's a whole nother weird. It's like the giants. Yeah, the giants. Yeah. So there's a lot of there's a lot of class slash species, mm-hmm. you know, relationships going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's also, I mean, okay, beyond timeline here. We have to consider the fact that the human Muppet relations, because often when we see Muppets portrayed, they're just treated as equals, right? I I can only assume that the Swedish chef's parents, one was one was a human and one was a Muppet. Holy shit! Beaker's entire body has definitely been in somebody's vagina, one hundred percent. And it just gets muffled. Yeah, because. Dude, this is the thing. Okay, and then I'll drop it. I've talked too long about the Muppets, but... Impossible. In Muppets from Space, (laughs) there's Rizzo the Rat. Yes. He's treated. He's a Muppet. He's just like everyone else, all the other Muppet crew. 
but he's not a Muppet. No, he. I mean, he is a Muppet. He is literally a Muppet. He's so. literally a Muppet, but he's also literally a rat. He's right. the rat version of. Are there normal rats in the world, or is there only Muppet rats? That's a question. Right. Second, when <laughs> they're in the secret government facility, he ends up as a lab rat uh-huh. in the facility. Right. And that's like a a big joke, and they all escape and stuff like that. And I'm like. Well, isn't the we have a, you know, potentially I, I, I dare call it humanitarian, humanitarian crisis, right? Even though it's not human humanitarian, but these are intellectual, smart, self-aware beings, right? Is it OK for them to be doing experiments on rats that are also Muppets? Hmm. Is this like a, a human Muppet rights violation? I think there's an accord, the human Muppets accord. And they're Guys, Muppet mice, so they probably feel uh, and and feel pain and feelings a lot more than than the mice that we know. So technically, right. it's even more heinous. Right. All right, guys. If if we don't talk about something else, my brain will die <laughs> on promptly on 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 the podcast. Understood. Understood. So please, please save me, Dave. Hit us with displacement too. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I don't have, but I did have a question just um, for sure. for how many hours of podcasts are you doing a week now, Dustin? I've actually thought about this the other day. Depends on the week. It depends on the week, but like specifically, let's take last week. We'll say there was four hours of sacred symbols, three hours of ham radio. Bless you too for editing that, by the way. Oh one. yeah, <laughs> that was a long one. And then there was an hour of HP podcast. So we're looking at there was eight hours of podcasting that I did last week. How do you how do you like stay interesting for eight hours? You don't. Well, yeah, honestly, (laughs) it's good because on ham radio, Carrick and Maddie really take the lead on that. Not that I'm not participating, but um, their their ability to talk is much greater than mine. And I think they would both agree to that. But the, the the key, the hard thing, though, for me now, especially since three of the, you know, all three of those shows are about games. Where we're talking about the same things is trying to not say the same thing three times in a week. But. Yeah, last week, and obviously some of this is totally subconscious. You, you pick up things and nobody and very few people invent new ideas. But last week I was listening to um, to uh, Dustin on on uh, Sacred Symbols. And then I was listening to Maddie on uh, his show. And I was and like, obviously, Dustin, like participated in the conversation with me, but Maddie didn't. And I was like, there are this almost the exact same things being said in the exact same phrasing as we talked about on HP podcast last week. It was just very strange how like. It's not that we didn't all have interesting points of view or even come up with them on our own. But all of us just like regurgitated the same information in different places. It was weird. It was bizarre, actually. Yeah. And because I edit all those podcasts, I hear all of that. And I'm like, wait, was this from this show or was that from? Wait, they already talked about this an hour ago. Oh, wait, no, that was. Yeah, that's fun. So my question for you then, Dave, is that. For specifically both ham radio and sacred symbols we often get comments that that people love long episodes like the longer the better now i personally as for listening to podcasts i'll I'll podcast fucking eight hours i don't give a fuck ben will will kill me if that was the case for uh last stand media but i would also but uh yeah we we both love podcasting but i would never want to listen to podcasts that are long where where do you stand on this as a as a consumer um, I'm kind of on the fence. I, I do like listening to the short, well, I'll call them relatively short, like one hour episodes of anything. Um, anything less than an hour is just, is feels like it didn't happen. But mm-hmm. sure. when I used to drive an hour and a bit each way to work, um, every single day, I would love the longer episodes of sacred symbols just cause you know, I'd have half on the way to work and something great to listen to on the way home. Um, but yeah, I can go either way. I mean, it's I, I just I wonder how you guys carry it on for so long. But I guess like when there's, you know, a lot in the news, then there's a lot of content to kind of go over and stuff like Dude. that. But when you're only talking, you know, if there's three people on a show, you're only talking a third of the time, too. So. Yeah, 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 that's true. 
Right. Sony, I don't know. They just decided to like spew out everything last week. They're like, hey, here's PlayStation VR 2. Here's a state of play. And also we're releasing games on PC. Like, But like think about like when you've been to a party or like just any social gathering and you meet somebody, um, maybe it's somebody new or whatever. And like you start talking to that person, just, you know, general conversation about anything. I don't know about you guys, but I'm like 10 minutes and I'm finding a way out of there. I yeah. see some yeah. people carrying on conversations for in excess of an hour and that's just two people, maybe a third jumps in or something. But for me personally, I'm like an in and out kind of guy. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know how people keep on <laughs> some of these conversations, but I, I, I listen and, and, and watch podcasts and stuff like that. And I kind of, I think about those kind of things, but is yeah. Dave, Dave trying to tell us subtly that he's done. He wants to be done with this. He wants to be done with this podcast. As I was going to say, we are 36 minutes in. Dave's out. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not what I meant. Dave, are you, so are you on Clubhouse at all? No. 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 Dude. Okay. You're talking about kind of weird sex uh, fetish shit is this? Oh, you, Clubhouse. You're, you're not aware of it yet. It's the hip <laughs> new social media that you can sit and talk about yourself all day long. Oh, if you okay. Want. Narcissism no. unites. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that dude, that's the funny thing. So for anyone who doesn't know, Clubhouse is this app where you basically, there are rooms and you join in and then it's like a, a voice call between the people in the room. So there's people, the people that create the room, it's like a stage and you can invite people on the stage to talk. And then there's people that are just listeners. But anyway, it was very exclusive at first where you had to have an invite to get in and things like that. And it's really started to open up now, but it's been hailed as like this great networking tool because there will be like games industry rooms. And so people just go in and start, you know, people from different developers or media will just go in and start talking to to each other and stuff. I've been like casually listening in on clubhouse rooms for the past week. Oh my God. Yeah. It's the worst. Is it just people talking about nothing? Is that? Yeah. Basically, so some of the ones the ones I've joined are or listened in on are all games industry related. And it's like so many people talking too long, like someone it'll be like a uh, like a uh, cocktail hour type thing. Right. Like uh, anyone can talk, ask questions, just get a conversation going, networking stuff. It's like, dude, you've been talking about your Viking VR game for the last (laughs) 15 minutes and I think everyone in the room is done. I mean, it's the same problem you have with real life conversations or in-person conversations, I guess you could say where, you know, it's like that guy who just doesn't realize how much he talks. It's right. that, it's that uh, self-awareness of yes. knowing how maybe you are interesting to some people, but it's, it's, you know, if you're going to talk a lot, you should have, the presence of mind to sort of read someone and, and be like, this person isn't really interested in what I'm saying. And, and I think I th- the more people talk, the less they have that ability to actually read that. Yes. And I think it's even more impossible when it's entirely over audio and you can't see the look on somebody else's faces. Cause like when I'm typing or I'm talking over just voice uh, on discord or on the phone, maybe I wouldn't normally be talking like a ton or anything, but if I'm talking to somebody in person, I can tell when they've checked out or when they're disengaged or whatever. And it's like, okay, I'm done. And I don't consider myself a long talker, although sometimes I am a long talker, not by meaning to, but because I'm just talking and I'm unaware of the situ- like the things around me. But when you're on a call with people and you can't see their face, even if you're the most observant person, you lose that ability to have that observation. So it's an interesting... I'd like to do a clubhouse room about clubhouse. <laughs> oh, there, there are already. Oh really? Dude, there's like, I've seen when I'm scrolling through the list, they'll be like discussing the rampant sexism in clubhouse. <laughs> like, are you guys fucking kidding me? This app hasn't even existed for like, it's like two months in. Well, it's, it's like almost maybe longer the, than that. Last summer it came out, but it really only started getting traction beginning of this year. Dude. Okay. The other great clubhouse rooms that I've joined are ones that are from clearly like, higher level tech type people. 
And so they'll talk for 30 minutes and say absolutely nothing. They'll be like, well, what we're seeing in the industry right now is the democratization of game development and through the diversity of of uh, different storefronts and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, you can piece together what they're saying, but it's like just a big around about meta level talk about the industry that is literally helpful to no one. (laughs) (laughs) And so I've just like, I I don't know. I'm kind of fascinated by it because obviously I'm complaining about it now, but I keep like hopping in just to like be amused by these conversations. We're going to start to see, we're going to start to see people putting clubhouse on their, on their resume. Like, oh, like yeah. it's like it's like the Steam curator pages. Like, yes. like <laughs> yes. that's a big deal. But yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Dustin. I was going to say, Ben, you're so you're on it also. Have you like been tuning Excuse in me. at all? Excuse me. You're on it because of me. Thank you. <laughs> oh, fuck off. <laughs> uh, I have been tuning in, but most of the time when I actually have have like the opportunity to be in a room alone by myself is also when I'm doing editing and I don't like don't want to take a break to go into one of the rooms in the back, you know, in the early days, I'll say two months ago, which uh, is not the early days in any way, shape, or form, I would jump into rooms with people who are like CEOs of multi-billion-dollar companies all the time. And there were times when they would like invite me to come on stage, and I'm like, I don't have anything to say. And probably I should have because I would have picked up a ton of followers. But it's been really interesting because sometimes you go into a room and it's just like somebody. It's like industry gaming hour, and by the end of it, you're like, Why were we talking about cats for an hour? <laughs> Right. Uh, just like I, I don't know why I stayed in there that long, but they've capitalized on something really interesting. And I agree with everything Dustin said, by the way, but they've capitalized on something really interesting because basically if you're following someone and they start a room or they're even in a room, it'll tell you, it'll like send you a notification like Dustin Furman and Dave Landon are in a room talking about cats or, you know, displacement and to the displacement clubhouse room. We got to do that. <laughs> let's let's say that you're following 30 people and they all happen to be in this room. What they'll do is they'll, and I'm not, I've never seen this for sure played out, but this seems to be my anecdotal evidence is like, they'll be like, let's say Dustin has 3 million followers, which there's nobody with 3 million followers on there, I don't think. But Dustin has a couple, couple of thousand followers and Dave has a couple hundred and somebody else that I've never even heard of has... 17 billion they'll put dustin at the top of that list they'll say like dustin and dave and and random guy who you've never heard of but is really popular in a room they'll like prioritize the people you know but then in order of how many followers they have and how you know what their popularity level is so that you're more enticed to go in there because like you're following someone who's popular that's more interesting to you than someone that you don't know who's even more popular. So like there's some kind of algorithm they've got worked out, I think, to really entice you to jump into these rooms and listen to people um, based on their popularity on the app. And I don't know, it's it's a unique concept and it's a good concept, but I can't now I can't look at it any other way except that our friend Matt uh, said Clubhouse is so weird because we've come full circle and now we're just we just reinvented the telephone call. <laughs> we just like we have all this other technology. And we're just like let's talk on the phone again. Yeah, it's it's funny too because overall, I'm kind of I'm not not kind of I I find myself to be a, a shy person in general when it comes to new people, and so I've not realized and like hopped in a room where there are three people on stage talking and I'm the only listener. And then like it's like a, a like a moment of panic for me <laughs> where I instantly back out as fast as possible because I'm like, I don't want to talk to just these, <laughs> these three people. So it's funny, though, how technology does that, because that's happened to me also. And um, there's like some of these VR social apps. Oh, yeah. Like whether it's a VR chat or um, Rec Room is yeah, one yeah. where I was like in Rec Room for the first time. I'm looking around. There's like one kid screeching. There's like one dude that's blasting like rap music or something. And then like some guy comes up to me. He's like, hey, what's up? I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Someone's trying to talk to me. And it's like I'm sit, I'm in my living room alone and I'm feeling social anxiety from a virtual man <laughs> who's, a re- who's connected to a real man who's trying to talk to me. And I'm like, no, don't, don't talk to me. Like, I don't know. It's just. 
it's weird how technology is. I can hear done the people now. watching. That's it. Virtually. <laughs> right. Right. That's really interesting because like I'm not afraid to talk to anybody in a, in a level. I mean, I know you're not literally afraid, but I'm not afraid to talk to anybody. If anybody walks up to me, I'll just talk to them and I can appear totally sociable. But in my head, the whole time I'm thinking, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> like, it's not that I don't want to talk to them. It's that I don't want to, I don't want to talk to anybody right now. You know what I'd love but to, like, no I was actually thinking about this earlier today, but you know when you go to a some public place and you see somebody from your past, like, it's usually someone you went to high school with who maybe you weren't friends with, but for whatever reason, we see somebody like that. And the first thing our like brain goes to is avoidance. Mm-hmm. Like I must not make eye contact this, with this person because I don't want to see them. You don't really have a good reason to not want to talk to them. You just, I, I don't know what that is. I know a lot of people sort of go through that thing, but do you guys experience that ever? Yeah. Oh, for oh. sure. I feel weird social anxiety about almost every interaction <laughs> in my life. Like this is so, so dumb. I was at the grocery store today. Holly was talking to someone, which I believe was a mom of one of her students. And I happened to be like a little bit away trying to pick something else up. And I'm like, fuck, I I do not (laughs) want to go over there. I don't want to get introduced. I'm just going to like hover around here for a minute so I don't have to talk to somebody. And same thing, Dave, like you were saying, where I'll see someone that it's like the absolute where. So if it's someone, you know, like pretty well, then that's fine. Like, you know, like if I saw, if I was at the gas station and I saw Ben's dad, that'd be great. I would say hi to him. We could talk, but like, maybe it's like, you know, uh, a friend that you knew from some event like five years ago. So it's like, you definitely know each other, but there's really nothing, no reason to actually talk to each other other than to be polite. Oh, dude, th- this literally happened to me last week. So a guy came into one of my businesses, and he and I, growing up, were, like, really good friends. In high school, we were really good friends. In college, we were decent friends. Our girlfriends were best friends, so we were always at the same events. And, you know, when we'd go to, like, dances in high school, we were always hanging out. We used to, you know, the guys would get together, we'd get together. And, like, just by virtue of being adults, we haven't talked in a number of years. And he came in, they, he and his girlfriend were on a on a date and or girlfriend or see I don't even know him that well anymore it might have been his wife for all I know but they were on a date and they were there and like I saw him and he and I were both like hey man you know we like walked over to each other gave each other a hug and then we're like so what's up and it's like oh nothing I'm here I'm working I'm like oh yeah here's my deal and we're like okay cool and then it's like like guess I'll see ya <laughs> right and then we just proceeded to be in the same place 10 feet apart from oh, each other God. not talking <laughs> like it's just so weird but like I like him. I had no problem saying hi, wanted to hang out. But then I was like, I guess, uh, I guess this, this is pretty much how our, how our like life is now. Like we don't, we don't really have any reason to talk, but also I want to talk to you. I don't know. Just a weird thing. I lucked out the last time it happened and it was also in a grocery store. Um, I feel like grocery stores have come up a lot tonight. Anyways, mm-hmm. yeah. I really lucked out because one, Everybody was wearing masks, so yes. I wasn't even sure if it was a guy. But two, if it was the guy I thought it was, he was medically blind, so he didn't see me. So I was good, and I did not. Have to talk <laughs> so to you him. lucked out on his <laughs> his misfortune. His misfortune. <laughs> I will say, and I think I've said this before, maybe even on this show specifically. Like, I like masks. Not, I mean, okay. There's the medical reason that that masks are good, right? And then there's the, I get to wear this mask and therefore no one will recognize me reason. And I won't have to engage with them. The problem I'm discovering is, for those of you who have seen me before, I have kind of a long beard. So I'm still recognizable uh, with or without my mask on. But still, there's that, like those people who would normally be like, oh, that's so-and-so. Or even just like they know that I was somewhere. There's still that like little bit of doubt that is instilled in their brain because they're not 100% sure it was me because they couldn't see the tip of my nose. And that works for me. So I'm like kind of, I hate wearing a mask. You know, nobody really likes wearing a mask, but there's part of me that's like, what if I always wore this mask <laughs> when I'm in public? And you Would guys, that work? You guys live in a small town. I know your position is, is different, Ben, but just yeah. from the average person, do you guys run into people you know a lot? I assume you do because you live in a small town, but I've never actually asked the question. 
I'd mm. say we probably run more into people that we are like aware of each other, but not necessarily people I know, like no, no. And part of that may be because I don't really very well know, like I might have customers that I recognize or something, but just because, because you mentioned it by virtue of my position, the thing that's freaky for me is like being in a grocery store and being an aisle over from somebody and hearing them be like, that's Ben Smith over there. And I'm like, stop. I don't, this isn't, no, like, this is not okay that you know that I'm here next to you. And what if I scratch my butt here in the grocery store? Like, what, what's, are you going to talk about that? I don't know. It's just stuff like that's weird to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it comes with territory. It's fine. But it's just like, just if you know who I am and you want to talk about me, why don't you just say hi? Like, just say hi. That's fine. I might not want to talk to you very long, but just instead of like talking at a volume, I can hear that you know who I am. And now I have to worry about you watching me for the next 20 minutes. Just say hi. Right. It's weird. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. Uh, Dave, you were saying out seeing people, you know, one thing going out and about with Holly is that obviously she has a, a huge network of people. She teaches lessons to, but because she's a barista at like a hugely, hugely, a very hugely successful very, bakery. Very huge. Um, <laughs> But, you know, the the place she works is like a very popular place in town. So Holly can't go anywhere without recognizing people that are like her regulars or whatever at the at the coffee shop. So my grandfather was kind of like that. He knew a ton of a ton of people knew him. And I know that he did a lot of different things. And I'm not 100 percent sure why this was the case. But like everybody recognized him. Everybody knew him. He had this like unique mustache that, you know, if you saw him, you're going to know who he is. And our, my dad's told this story one time uh, or one time they were in a store and somebody would this would happen like frequently. Somebody would just like walk up to him and be like, hey, Smitty, how you doing? And, you know, talk to him for a while, like 10, 20 minutes. And then like, all right, see you later and walk away. And my dad as a, as a kid would be like, who was that dad? And he's like, if God doesn't know him any better than I do, they're going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Just like had no idea who he's talking to, but everybody talks to him. My yeah. my uh, my grandfather and um, his I think it was his best friend who we we just grew up calling our our uncle. He was more like a great uncle, but wasn't actually related to us. But they both grew up in a really small town. They were um, uh, my grandfather was like a he had a a, a lumber farm, whatever. Um, but they were both Masons, so they like mm. knew everybody, and everybody knew them. Yeah. And uh, when my grandfather died, we started to find like all of his weird, secretive Mason shit. Yeah. I still don't know what happens in that club, but right. Um, yeah, I don't know. They were kind of small town guys. Plus, <laughs> they were part of this club. Plus, they were in the war. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah. No. The strategy I pull in this regard is if I see somebody I don't know and I happen to be with someone, like let's say I'm with my wife and I don't think they've met or even if I know they have met, but I don't remember, like I, I walk up, to, I see somebody, I know I've spoken to them, I, they know who I am, whatever. I'm just like, oh, this is my wife, Emily. And then like hope that they introduce themselves to her so that I remember their name. That's a veteran move. I do that too. Yeah, it's yeah, <laughs> a good one. Dave, I wanted to ask you, you're, you're, as we've mentioned many times, you're from up north in Canada. Four hours where, away from you guys. Right. But <laughs> still, here's the, what's ironic is you're four hours away, but culturally, a lot of, a lot of differences in a lot of ways. Well, you've that's never actually been up the, here, so how do you know that? What I've watched Letterkenny, and that's okay, the perfect representation <laughs> of Canada. No, but there's like the old, there's the whole known thing about like, like Canadian you, politeness, like, right? Well, and they call like clothing. Dave calls clothing different things than we call it. And I don't know. Stuff like that. Like beanies. You call them what? Tokies or something? What the fuck? What's, what's a Beanese? A beanie. A beanie. Oh, <laughs> I thought he said Beanese. Like it was some weird breed of dog. Uh, beanies. Toque. Hat. Toque. Yeah. yeah. See? Yeah. That's culturally different. Beanie. Th- is that, so, is that it? Is that all you got? <laughs> yeah. No, but okay, I was thinking about this Canadian important. politeness because I was telling you about this uh, this TikTok that I saw where these guys, these Canadian dudes go into their, they have like one of those ice fishing huts or whatever, like mm-hmm. a shed. 
and they go in and there's this dude hanging out there and they're like, hey there, bud, you keeping warm there? You doing all right? You you really went through the ringer last night, huh? And they're like, sounds like they're being really nice. And they're like, oh, no, you're all right. You know, your old lady's here to come get you. Like, like that, you know? And then it's funny because the top two comments, the first one was like, oh, look how polite they are, the Canadians. And then the second comment was like, as a Canadian, that guy was pissed. <laughs> so... I don't, it's, it's a, it's an odd, do you, do you find that to be true that, uh, is there like a, a passive aggressive politeness? Yes. That's what I'm, (laughs) right. Um, yeah, I think that's like almost like locker room mockery and, uh, uh, yeah. If someone came up to you, like if, if, you know, if I was just having my Tim Hortons, uh, down at the hockey rink there on the pond. (laughs) <laughs> and and uh, fucking Dale comes around the corner with his Tim Hortons and says, "You doing okay there, bud? See that little that little like inflection at the end? That means he's like, you're not doing okay. Something's wrong with you." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. It's it's funny. You keep mentioning the polite thing, and uh, I I I keep having to remind. I, I want to remind you of probably what I'm assuming is your best memory of me is anything but polite. So I think mm. you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> no, but I mean, <laughs> I feel like even in that moment, you were kind of polite. It started polite. I don't know. Should we, I mean, are we specific? We're talking about the the uh, the pr- our private booth area. That is entirely up to Dave. Because well, no, of... we've we've covered that before. I think okay. on the first episode I was on. So we don't need to retread that. But right. Oh, right. I, I, you're right. I, I did. I did approach that very politely. But uh, hey, I did just, you? I didn't well, want even you, you know what? said the polite part was, is that I didn't want Ben Smith's and Dustin Furman's and Phil and Brandon and Boo's private booth ruined by riffraff so i was being polite to you guys by, right. by dealing with that so and you were like so then what what the fuck are you doing up here bud <laughs> like he said it politely right I, I don't know i wasn't there i'm just this is how i imagine it it, I imagine, it was pretty polite yeah yeah that was right before he flipped everybody in the club off so <laughs> true within three inches of their face it was a good time i really lost i really i almost said lost i really gained a lot of respect for dave that night because <laughs> just a complete savage so wow right but yeah, we're okay. We're we're. Uh, <laughs> I, I honestly, I implore both of you to actually drive four hours north. Well, we will. Once the border, we were the, planning on it last summer. When the borders, you've been saying that for three years. No, Anyways, that's not true. That's not true. And just it's 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 the same. It yeah, really is. yeah, we're the same they, people. Just stop watching the, Letter Kenny and assuming that's all we are. Well, you don't fuck that's you. Just, that's just Dustin. <laughs> Dave, okay, here's the thing. The border's open. If the border's open, I mean, are you doing a small-scale wedding thing? What's going on here? Or are we doing, like, an HP after-party a few weeks after the wedding? Oh, yeah. what, are, well, what are we doing here? Well, did, wait, t- did Dustin just in- casually invite himself <laughs> to your just, wedding? Okay, I wasn't trying to invite myself to the <laughs> wedding. I was just trying to say, like, hey... You know, if that's happening, then maybe we should celebrate after. I think he just decided there's going to be a wedding after party and I have to organize it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just trying to. You're you're bitching to me about not coming and you're going to have a big party. So, I mean, come on. Fuck you, Dave. (laughs) That's the end of the show. Wait, I thought I thought this was all about Phil this episode. No, it's not. No, Dave ruined it. Okay, (laughs) Dave ruined it. I don't know. Good deal. Uh, you know what? Actually, fuck Phil. Yeah. I just, I remembered that picture of him. He's, dude, Phil is fucking relaxing right now. What time is it? He's probably chilling in his hotel room. He's probably totally naked, you know? Yeah. Just like hanging out. He's got a strawberry daiquiri or something. Fuck him. Yeah. I agree. Wow. On that note. <laughs> It is. We have gone an hour. I mean, we we don't have to stop, but we can. If uh, if the if the you know maybe I killed the mood you gotta by trying the- to celebrate with Dave. <laughs> you got to keep the people wanting more. So wow. Yeah. Well, Dave, I'll give you the final word on this because, you know, it, it, it's your show now. Maybe this is the fuck me episode. Who knows? Well, it's just fuck everyone. I'm just trying. To, I'm excited to see what the name of this episode is going to be. Um, mm. But. So you're gonna be fuck Phil, um, Muppets Multiverse, or fuck everyone. 
I'm not inclined to put the fuck word in the title. So Muppet Multiverse sounds pretty good. Yeah. I was thinking something like that. Yeah. Cool. But I, I really want to see that video, by the way. Mm. Mm. You'll get it when you get the Tomba IP owner video. Right. That we've been talking about for years, too. Right. All right. Well, Dave, thank you for joining us on HP After Dark once again. It's great to have you. Thank you for having me. It was great to both hear and see you beautiful boys today. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you to our patrons that are listening to this a month early. If you're listening to it late, you're on the free feed, and you're going to want to join our Patreon at patreon.com slash at $3 level, and you'll get instant access to the latest episode of the show. Cool. So on that note, thanks everybody for listening and we'll see you next time. 